Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Mike, we got a show to do. While we do? Is it that time already? (laughs) Yeah, it's that time. Okay. It is time for Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors, a Letterman Tribute podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors. Welcome to Wake the Kids, Phone the Neighbors, a Letterman Tribute podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Hey, hey, Rusty, we're back again. Yeah, we are. Uh, lost an icon this week. Uh, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, a TV mainstay, Betty White. Betty White, right before White. her 100th birthday. Yeah, birthday uh, January 17th. She yeah. was born in 22, so yeah, it would be her 100th. They said that, uh, that People Magazine already had a cover made. Uh, Betty White celebrating her hundredth birthday. Or well, yeah, it's kind of released it. Yeah, I imagine that there's a lot of news outlets. It's kind of like the Queen when the Queen passes. Like yeah. BBC has everything ready to go. Yeah, it's like that with the, I think like American Television. Whenever yeah. Betty White, you know, they got the news. Everybody had everything prepared and ready to go. I would imagine. Yeah, Betty White uh, was a uh, was a big deal, and I think that uh, you and I talking about her and her husband Alan Ludden, um, we we found out some things that we did not realize that ties them to the Letterman universe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I didn't realize that, uh, Betty White was married to, uh, a quote unquote, I I wouldn't call him an executive, but he Mm. was a producer and stuff like that. He was, he was a higher up in television at this time due to his, uh, uh, he's an elder statesman in TV. So, uh, they were doing a tour where they were out in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was when Dave was doing radio and TV at the time. So right. they had happened to go on his radio show. Right. And uh, Ludden thought he was hilarious. He was like, you've got to be one of the funniest kids I've met. And he's like, there's potential for you anywhere in Hollywood kind of thing. So Alan Ludden kind of like slides David Letterman the phone number kind of thing. Said, yeah. hey, if you're ever out west, give me a call. And uh, that's kind of what led to... His successes, I guess, in I don't want to take all the credit away from Dave, but it did no. lead to his successes in television. It gave him a TV opportunities that I don't think that he otherwise would have got so quickly and so readily. He probably would have got them eventually, but the quickness in which that allowed him to enter into that uh, atmosphere, because of course Dave was in every little uh, 
game show there was at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, he, he did guest, guest bits on every NBC game show. Yeah, and uh, uh, Dave talks about how Alan Ludden brought him on to, what was the one where they were making fun of people? <laughs> I think it was Password or something, wasn't no, it? No, it was, uh, oh gosh, what was it called? Oh, uh Smart Alex. That's smart what it Alex. Was. Okay. okay, Smart Alex. So Alan brought him on to uh, something called the Smart Alex. They they filmed one episode. Uh, it was kind of a pilot, and Dave refers to it as the show where they would bring people on and make fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. Uh, uh, Alan in a in a uh, uh, Mr. Ludden in a uh, in an interview later with Letterman talks about how you know the show didn't get picked up he didn't get picked up but they found letterman and signed him to a deal yeah NBC, yeah yeah nbc did yeah well, that was i mean yeah that was definitely a good discovery I mean, like i said alan ludden was uh, kind of ingrained in nbc by this point from yeah. doing game shows for so many years so yeah i mean i'm sure his word was gold to the executive i'm glad you're with us you are here with us and with, with when i say us i mean three of my favorite funny people Thanks and then, a lot. and then my favorite lady in the whole world oh. now that's nice isn't Which it? Favorite that's funny lady. Lady. and she's she's funny but she's also my favorite lady but this young man here this innocent looking young man this this <laughs> this childlike creature that I, I first like met when I was in Indianapolis visiting a radio station. Years and years ago in Indianapolis. Not too long ago. Blah, blah, no, it was about 74. You talk about your days in Indianapolis. Well, of course, my mom, uh, we all know about her in Indianapolis, is the only licensed topless barber in that city. And of course, that's pretty much what put it on the map. Yeah, I see, I see. That's it. All right. Benny, uh, when did I first meet you? I don't remember. I don't. What I love most about you, you what? know, I'm always trying to think of what it is I love about you. Yeah. <laughs> I think and I think. What did you think it's of? It's your, your, your illusion of the first time when you come bursting through that door and you're so surprised to find all of us here. Well, Where did you think we'd be? <laughs> I thought you'd be here. I just it's was glad like, to be here. Oh, well, I'm glad to be here. The man was a game show legend. Uh, password. That's all you really got to say because it was Password, Password Plus, all that stuff. Yeah, all the other passwords. Card Sharks, Match Game. I mean, if you know anything about TV game shows, all of these ring bells for you. Liars Club, uh, To Tell the Truth. Uh, I mean, just on so many different game shows. He he was, he, I, I think they were good friends with Dinah Shore and Merv Griffin and people like oh, that. Okay. You know, anybody in that area yeah, that or area. in that, that time frame, you know, you're talking 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, and then Ludden died in what? 80, 81. 81. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was uh, watching some David Letterman clips, mm -hmm. and uh, while Ludden kind of did what a lot of people of the day did, uh, they take the the standards and they go put them on their own album, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim Neighbors did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people Spock. did it. Spock did it. Leonard Nimoy, yeah, he did it. Well, my next guest is the host of the television show Password Plus. But what you don't know is that he's also a singing star, a recording star. Please welcome Mr. Alan Ludden. You're looking, you're looking very well, very fit. You clean up very nicely. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, we, uh, the, about the third day I we I think did... you're putting me off. No, 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 I no. have a, don't you have a feeling that this is a put-on, that, that, that he's really making sport of my ability no. as a singer? No, no. I think you are, yes, I do. Don't you? Don't the, uh, uh, ha, have you heard, have you heard the jokes he made about my album, which I did very serious? It wasn't no, a joke no. when I, I did it. Let me explain something here. With we, the third day of the show, yes. we played a I saw off it. your album. Yeah. And nobody take it. Oh, that's right. But somebody did take it. Is the problem? We no longer have the album. It was so highly thought of 
that it is now, actually, I gave it to a gentleman. I said, here you go, hold this. He misunderstood me, and he took it home and is now in the privacy of his own home, let's hope, enjoying, <laughs> enjoying. See, now, see, see, it's just one of those, see, no, no, no. Yeah, um, yeah, but you see, when they called, um, <laughs> when they called, I knew that, that you were going to make light of my abilities as a singer, but, and, I, and so I said, I don't want to sing. You should have heard the Alan Ludden, ladies and gentlemen. David. David, David, you hear this? This is your Frank Owens. You hear how he can play this pretty music? He doesn't play that rock and roll stuff this time of the morning. He play, he can play pretty music. Let him, listen, he's got, he's got talents that have not been exploited. This is a song by George Gershwin, lyrics by Ira Gershwin. I could cry salty tears where have I been all these years? Uh, which is kind of funny because we'll get to Leonard Nimoy and Regis Philbin's connection That's... to Betty White because there's a connection oh, cool. to Betty White with those two. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, so basically, you know, we're sitting here talking about Alan Ludden, and, and the thing is you can't really talk about Betty White without Alan Ludden because they were such a couple. I mean, they were – you could tell that, A, they were, they were truly in love with each other, and, B, they stuck to the end. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Once ever, like, because she was married twice before mm -hmm. uh, to a guy I couldn't mm -hmm. even name him. Yeah, uh, it wasn't something I really cared nah, too much in my cares. research yeah. about her ex-husbands. So uh, yeah, she'd been married twice previously, and then she kind of married, uh, got married to Alan Ludden, meeting him through NBC and stuff mm. because uh, that ends up being her. With the game show, uh, through portal, the game show basically. portal, the game yeah. show, and then at the time she was also doing uh, like uh, started off Jack Parr, and then uh, of course oh, to Johnny okay. Carson, yeah. and yeah. then the Dave and everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, I guess we'll. Uh, wind it back the clock a little bit for yeah, Betty. Please do. And, uh, so Betty was born in uh, 22. Okay. She was born to uh, a homemaker and a uh, an electrician. Mm -hmm. uh, not an electrician. He was a uh, he worked for a power company. Her okay. father did. All right. And uh, they lived in Oak Park, Illinois at the time. But when she was a child and a year old, actually, there's that Midwest thing again. Yeah, Midwest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Oak Park, Illinois. Well, they move out to California, and uh, this is uh, right before the. Uh, depression era right so the depression era hits and uh they're kind of broke uh her father you know uh goes to building uh cheap crystal radios which uh a crystal radio is uh a radio like, a, like like the ones in a kit yeah it's like a kit yeah. so it it uses the power from the radio signal to power the radio yeah, yeah. so you don't have to have a power source you ever built one of those no i've never built one yeah, i always I thought to, it was neat to get I, a kit i built one i think when i was a boy scout for, yeah, yeah, I've seen the uh, in the <laughs> magazines or not the magazines in the old comic books yeah, where they have you yeah. go to the back and you could you know oh, yeah. send off for stuff. You see it on oh, the back yeah. on the back of the comic books deal. for sure. Yeah. Draw this turtle and get to a, a, a crystal radio. Yeah, yeah. So that's how her <laughs> <laughs> so that's how her dad was funding her, uh, you know, funding their life, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. He's building radios, which she would go on to you know star in radio before mm -hmm, she ever went mm -hmm, to TV. Mm -hmm. So actually. Uh, She's at high school at Beverly Hills High. She graduates in, this is 1939 now, and uh, she wanted to be a forest ranger. Really? Yeah, it's really funny. Oh, wow. I thought that was funny, but it's, uh, you see it in her career, though, her love for animals. Mm -hmm. mm. Her entire career. Oh, yeah, yeah, Anytime yeah, yeah. Dave and Alan are talking, or anytime Dave's talking to Betty, he always asks about animals. Right. He's like, how are the animals doing? Or, right. Is there any animals I should be concerned about? You right. Know? <laughs> right. Is there anything I should be concerned about? Is there yeah. anything about to expire? 
So uh, women couldn't be rangers in the 30s, really? 40s. Wow. So uh, she was denied being able to go do ranger stuff. Oh. So uh, she wanted to pursue a career in writing. Yeah. So uh, she was a, yeah, you talk about a quick wit. Oh, her wit is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's, it's. Which uh, makes a good writer. Even in know. her age, even yes. in even in her 60s, oh. 70s, 80s, and even in her 90s, even Very within so. the last decade. Great she, timing, she it. too. Oh yeah, it, Time not it. only that, it's razor sharp. Yes, razor sharp. Yes. Yeah, it. Uh, I can imagine that uh, there were probably a lot of uh, uh, men and women uh, comedians that were probably a little uh, put off by her because of a her sharp wit, and she seemed to kind of command a room also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's there's definitely some uh, headbutts that happen with uh, yeah. NBC that eventually uh, lead to her. Switching over to CBS mm. later on in life because if you, she does the Macy's Day Parade on CBS oh, okay. later on in life, yeah. and then she does I think Golden Girls was CBS. Golden Girls was NBC. It was. Yeah. It was. It yeah. was. Well, I guess she bounced back and NBC. forth between the two. Then. Yeah. I guess she just bounced back and forth. Whoever paid the most. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> whoever paid her the most. Yeah, Golden Girls is the one that everybody remembers her for. Uh, yeah. But uh, her career was so much more than that. Oh yeah, so much more. So. This this we get to the beginning of pretty yeah. much her the early parts of her career. So uh, three months after she graduates high school, there's an experimental TV show that's going on in '39, okay. and uh, the TV show I couldn't find a name Jeez, to it. Or anything. Yeah, this is before the war and everything wow. breaks out in the United States. So the war's already started at this yeah, point, but yeah. we're not we're not involved yet. So uh, so she's doing modeling work as well at this time. She's, she's beautiful. She's, yeah, she was gorgeous. Yeah. So she's a model. She's she's very doing, much that girl next door. Type. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, Betty, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. girl next door, yeah, Betty. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, she does this thing with her classmate on experimental TV. They actually sing and dance to uh, the Merry Widow Waltz, which is a, I mean, okay. it, which is a, which is a waltz. Sure, an aria. It's if you will. named well then. If yes, it's a, it's a waltz. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And uh, so she's doing modeling work, and then she actually uh, her first professional acting job was with the Bliss Hayden Little Theater, mm. which uh, is so far out of date. I really couldn't find really much on yeah, that. I'm sure it was just a regional. Was. It was probably whatever. a regional. Yeah. Lo- it might not even be regional. It might have just been a city theater. Sure, absolutely. Uh, We've got those here. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Nobody outside of here would know. Nobody would, I, yeah. Nobody here probably knows. Nah. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people know. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Not too many people interested in the arts here. Uh, yeah. So World War II starts. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Puts a huge, you know, cog in everybody's right. uh, everybody's pathway. A so kibosh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Sorry. So she joins. I used the word Donnybrook yesterday. Oh, uh, Donnybrook. I think I'm getting, I think as I get older, I'm starting to inherit those words. Have you, you ever know? seen uh, Letterkenny? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where I got it from. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she joins... Uh, which is uh, common for women at this time. Uh, uh, it's called the American Women's Voluntary Services, which is one mm. of the few organizations that ran for women in the United States okay. during World War II, which uh, allowed them to help in like a supply capacity, like right. at home. Right. So she was driving trucks oh, wow. at this time, driving big, you know, military mm. supply trucks. Uh, she was literally Hollywood and stuff like she that. She was literally Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, uh, even the Queen drove ambulances. You oh, know what I mean? So, did she really? Yeah, even the Queen oh, drove wow. ambulances in World War II. Uh, they took a role. Yeah, everybody takes a role uh, in that time frame. Nowadays, 
Probably not so much, but back in them days, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even the princes have both fought in Afghanistan and Iraq. That's true. So they yeah. all they all have to perform sure. their civic duty more so than any other human being does. They have to perform their and civic yet, duty. Yeah, we live in a time when DoorDash executives gripe because they have to deliver food like everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then royalty's okay. going to war and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. So she drives a supply truck, and then boom, you know, war over yeah. kind of thing. That was just yeah. like uh, one of the most upsetting Betty ended the points war. of her career. Betty ended the war. She yeah. ended the war. Yeah, she did. Right. She, she told Hitler. Truman. She called Truman said Hitler's dead go ahead and let the bombs go That's on right. Japan war's over I'm ready to get That's back right. to doing what That's I right. do yeah get me on a game show stat yeah so after the war she uh <laughs> she wanted to do movies yeah but in the day she wasn't movie pretty she mm -hmm. was pretty like mm -hmm. you said she's the girl next door yep. but she wasn't like movie pretty yep. so back in them days talent didn't matter as much as looks it's true and Very uh, true. it's it's you can see now that looks and talent just they, read the words yeah. on the page yeah that's what it was yeah. early tv they wanted mm -hmm. people that were pretty young yeah. and if you weren't young we wanted to keep you as young as possible as many drugs as we could pump into you <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you can't stay awake here's a drug if you got to go to sleep here's a drug and that's what it was at that there time that's what hollywood was sure. and uh so she kind of dodged that bullet i right. feel like that's more of a right. dodged bullet than anything for her because it didn't hurt her career yeah. but they told her she was not photogenic enough. Mm -hmm. That was literally that was the quote. So she went quoted to TV. Words. Actually, she oh. goes to radio. Oh, okay. She had a face for radio. So that's what she. That was sure. that was that was her quote. She goes, yeah. "Well, if I'm not photogenic enough for TV, <laughs> I gotta have a face for radio." That's right. Yeah. So uh, at this time in radio, she's just taking whatever job she can get. You know, five dollars for this you, show, five dollars for this show. You know, I hate to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but but it's so weird because like when I think of like let's say uh, leave it to Beaver. You know, the, the mother on there, she looks, she's the same type as like Betty White. Yeah, absolutely. You I know? didn't really understand she that. She just ran across a bad executive. Yeah, she something. ran across a bad executive. Yeah. And you got to think, this is uh, this is still the 40s. Yeah. This is right after World War II. This is like 45, 46, 47, sure. 48, around that time. And uh, I mean, you still have the Humphrey Bogarts and the Cary Grants yeah. and all that that are ruling the scene. So yeah. there was way, I mean, as beautiful as Betty White is mm -hmm. in the movies mm -hmm. at that time, there were some knockouts oh, that sure, she was trying to sure. compete with for yeah. jobs. So yeah, of course, you know, she was overshadowed by those. So like I said, she goes to radio, takes whatever job she can get. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. she makes an appearance on three radio shows at the, around this time. She made some appearances on Blondie, which is okay. from the comic strip, yeah. The, yeah. the radio program from the comic strip. Don't touch that dial. Listen to Yes, folks, it's another half hour of fun with Blondie and Dagwood brought to you by Super Suds. The new Super Suds with Pyre, the soap that makes all your clothes look newer. What's new, what's new, what's new today, old lady? Listen while I say it's new Super Suds with Pyre makes all your clothes... Then there was the great Gildersleeve, okay. which is a comedy, yeah. which I know nothing about. It was huge. Yeah, yeah I know it was, it was big. Ones, yeah, yeah I, was, I was doing the research. It was I, like I saw Gildersleeve it was and Amos and Andy were like the big ones. Kraft presents... The Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> the Kraft Cheese Company, who also bring you Bing Crosby every Thursday night, present each week at this time Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve, written by Leonard L. Levinson. Well, whenever we get into the comedy podcast, I'll be able to go mm. listen to and go. actually appreciate these things because we'll be able to pick like certain gonna, things we do. As we're we going to lock Rusty together. in a room and just let him listen to old comedy. 
<laughs> well, I'm, I've done it before. I've like I had like this weird obsession yeah. in, when I was like 21, 22 with right. like old music from the 30s and 40s oh, okay. and old radio programs from that time frame huh. too. But I was more into the dramas and stuff, less comedy. I was listening right. to like, like War of the World, Orson Welles kind of sure. stuff, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And uh, This Is Your FBI. That was one I listened mm. to, but that was one that she was in as well. She was. She was in that. That was okay. the one of the bigger ones that she was in as far yeah. as uh, dramas go, which got a nod from uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Really? Uh, yeah, they actually, he, he uh, you know, tipped his hat to him yeah. and said, man, on pull, y'all are doing a great job. Tipped y'all are doing his, a great tipped job. Tipped his floppy garden hat. Yeah, his floppy garden hat. But yeah, he approved. He said, yep, you're good. Yeah. So that takes us to... That's a big deal. Huge deal. <laughs> That's a huge deal. Those shows, yeah, being well, nodded by J. Edgar yeah, Hoover. Yeah, I'm saying for yeah. J. Edgar Hoover at for, the time. For him who, to come from his high tower to tell yeah. you that you did a good job. Yeah, the yeah, big no conspiracy kidding. guy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy guy. Check the same on my stockings. Yeah, weird guy. Sure. The Equitable Life Assurance Society presents This Is Your FBI. This is your FBI, the official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, so she gets uh, offered her own radio show ah. through this. And this is one of many renditions of uh, what would be the Betty White Show. Mm. So the Betty White Show starts with radio, and that name will follow her for a few renditions and different. Uh, actually, ends up the last rendition being this, being a sitcom. Oh, okay. Uh, for like. Isn't it 14 funny? or 15 episodes. We'll get to that part. Isn't it funny that at that time, everything was named after somebody? It's the Betty White Show from Hollywood. This portion brought to you by RDX, the safe way to lose ugly fat, yet still eat what you want. And Geritol, America's number one tonic that helps you feel stronger fast. Now here's Betty White. It's time to say hello again and start our show again. They use their names because it was, if you're watching TV and you're scrolling through and you know who Johnny yeah, Carson is, and you're like, oh, well, it's the, yeah. oh, it's the something, something variety hour. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know who's on that. Right. I don't know who that is. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's what it was. So, uh, so people were stupid is what you're saying. Well, yeah. I, I mean, essentially, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the common man, you know, common for a reason. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so please keep listening. To this. <laughs> hey, please, please, please <laughs> comment or not. Please listen. Yes, please. So, uh. She gets her first TV job mm -hmm. in 49 from her radio show. So, uh, you know, somebody kind of saw it or something or listened to it rather couldn't see the radio. Uh, so Al Jarvis is where she gets her start. She's a sidekick with Al Jarvis on what I think is probably one of the most rigorous uh, schedules for what I've ever what I've ever heard of for like live television. Mm -hmm. Really rigorous schedule. So it was a, a comedy variety show uh, called Hollywood on Television. Okay. And... Uh, Six days a week, Oof. five hours a day. Wow! All live. Oh, one of the no. one of the first like she was one of the first streamers. All yeah, first streamer. Yeah, she was <laughs> yeah. streaming. It was like one of the first right. live streams, yeah. and that was in 1949. So Holy I couldn't imagine that kind of rigorous of a schedule. And that's to early TV. 49, five, 50. There's probably not a million TVs in five America. Five hours point. a day, six days a week. Yeah, there's probably Yeesh. not even five million TVs yet oh at this my point. God. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you do for bathroom is. breaks? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's the thing. Is what she'll she'll be right back. Yeah. You know? Well, what they would, what she would later on go to like say is, is that this really like helped her 
with that quick wit. Oh, I would imagine. And everything. Because she's on TV, and they did this for four years. You've got to be floundering at some point. Like, because oh, the drowning. words have to just disappear at some point, you know? Well, for four, yeah, think six days a week, four oh, years, five hours a day, all live. You you got to be on the ball, it's and this is gauntlet. this is days before yeah. we had delays and yeah. you know sensors yeah. and all this. They had to be they be had to be network top. ready twenty four seven. Goodness gracious! Or you that's know, a lot six five, <laughs> six five. But still, that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of hours for live TV. Come on, yeah. five hours yeah. for live TV. Well, and you, you figure if they're on the air for five hours, how much prep time is there? There's probably an hour before, hour after. So you're looking at you know six seven hours. Six seven a day. hours, yeah, full work day. Where six days a week. That's not normal for Hollywood. Mm-mm. When do you eat a sandwich? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With lunch break, like yeah, no uh, probably not. So uh, in fifty one. This is where she gets her first Emmy nomination oh, is wow. out of this show. So she oh, gets her okay. first Emmy nomination. But at this time, wait, Emmys are so new, wait, they did it for a body of work. Go back. So uh-huh. so this was on TV. Hollywood on TV. Yes, Hollywood so was, on television. This was live TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had segued to TV. Okay. So this is our okay. first. Yeah, sorry. This is our first oh, TV job. 1949. That's even worse, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was I mean, on I TV, think, too. I think so. if we had to, you and I could sit in this room for five hours and just talk about stuff, right? Yeah, easy. But not for four years. And if we were being... I mean, it depends on how much... I mean, it depends on how much you got to say, Mike. If, I if mean, we were being filmed, I could. that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Man, you can't pick your nose. You can't do anything. You know? Uh, can't clear your throat oh, like you want to. Oh, goodness. Or, yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. We're no, at the you're Emmys. Good. We're good. Yeah, so we're at the Emmys. 51. Uh, at this time, the Emmys are really new. I mm-hmm. want to say this might be like the first year, really? second year of Emmys. Yep. And at this time, they were doing Emmys for a body of work. Right. They weren't... Sure listing shows for Emmys. Okay. So she was up against some heavier television personalities. Uh, so she, of course, didn't win that because her body of work at that time was just... It was radio. Just radio and yeah. then Hollywood on television, Yeah, which was, I mean, just for the six days a week, five hours a day, they should have gave her something. <laughs> no kidding. Shit. Get a give her a medal or, or yeah, a sandwich, yeah. A, ba- a bag lunch with an Ooh, apple in it. Goodness. Something. So uh, she actually <laughs> ends up becoming the full host of the show in 52. Yeah. And while this is going on... This is Hollywood on television. Hollywood she's the, on television. She's the full host. So she gets the okay. full-blown hosting position at that's this probably, time. That's probably what you want. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you probably get to introduce the guy spinning plates, Topo Gigio, and then get to yeah. walk away for <laughs> yeah, 10 yeah. minutes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good stuff. So uh, around this time in 52, she creates... Uh, they, they create a TV show, and it's a, it's a local production. So okay. this is... Uh, so she's all local right now. This uh, is this is in LA. Yeah, this is in LA. KCOP TV in LA, and there's K-C-O-P-T-V. there's a cool thing about that. I'm going to get to okay. here in just a second on sure. KCOP. While they're doing the, uh, it's a live local production. So what it is is there was a skit character called Elizabeth mm. in the uh, Hollywood for television okay. TV program. Okay. So she takes this skit character and creates a television show called Life with Elizabeth. Okay. in Life with Elizabeth, featuring Del Moore. Number one in the life of Elizabeth occurred during one of her money-spending spells. Now, this doesn't happen very often, but when it does and Alvin finds out, he has to be very carefully handled. So, uh, the cool thing about this show is the first year of the show 
was all local. It was a local live, right. live again, live oh production. Goodness. Betty White, queen of live TV, yeah. live production, and it was a, a, a situational comedy, live production, and she a live uh, situation comedy. Yeah, it's crazy. Boy, oh boy. So she gets picked up uh, in syndication in '53. Oh. So uh, NBC picked it up and drops it nationally. Okay. Well, there's a lot of controversy around this show. Uh, there was an African American tap dancer that yeah, she had on her yeah. show, a guy named uh, Arthur Duncan. Mm-hmm. Well, once NBC picked it up nationally, mm-hmm. uh, at the time you had the Jim Crow South, yeah, sure, which. Uh, you know, they're rattling their sabers and waving their Confederate flags oh, yeah. saying, uh, you know, this is unacceptable for our mm-hmm. television stations mm-hmm. and we're going to boycott it or, uh, right. you know, uh, threaten to boycott it. Because you're in all these small markets now and all this stuff all over the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So all these TV stations in the South were just saying, well, Alabama we're going to boycott your show. Yeah, yeah, Alabama, Mississippi. You know, mm-hmm. there's a couple of states we could name for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they weren't happy down there. So what ends up happening is Betty White pretty much gives him uh, two middle fingers and says, I'm sorry, but you know he stays. Yeah. Live with it is yeah. what she said. Yeah. So uh, she actually gives him more airtime after yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, NBC, in I guess in effort to mitigate uh, you know, the, the, the Southern mm-hmm. sentiment at the mm-hmm. time, they kept moving the show around to different time slots. Yeah. They just bounced her around to different yeah. time slots. And then, uh, of course, with the the racial tension, she kind of like struggled to get sponsors for the show. Yeah, and sure. uh, if anybody doesn't know about TV back then, if you didn't have a sponsor, it was the advertisements didn't the advertisements didn't work the same way they work now. Well, you didn't sell ads. The sponsor yeah. came in and gave you money for your show, yeah. which also meant that they could come in and also try to change how you do your show creatively. Sure, sure. Which is it could be the the <laughs> Chesterfield the Cigarettes Hour or something. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That kind of thing. Yeah, Libby Vegetables. And, and you're it is. still talking about a time when people were on TV in blackface. I mean, that's that was still going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. The yeah. Al Jolson stuff was yeah. still like that. The Al Jolson bit well, was still being ran through Amos, TV at this Amos time. And Andy's yeah, a, Amos is and Andy. Big one. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, I mean, this is only the fifties. Yeah. So we're yeah. in the we're not even in the early sixties yet. We're still in the mid to late fifties at this right. point. So yeah, it's still it's before like the uh, the big civil rights movement of the sixties and stuff for sure. But uh, so this takes us into the fifties. So we're in the fifties now. We're in fifty seven, fifty eight. We're all the way in the uh, almost in the '60s, which is mm-hmm. where she gets her stride. Really, I feel right. like where she starts to run is the '60s. So she's already solidified herself with these little TV shows and stuff like that. But right. it seems again, it's kind of like with Dave. There was this wealth of talent, but no real place to put her, kind of thing. So in '57, uh, '58, there was a terrible show, absolutely bombed, like critically bombed, okay. bombed. You know, as far as TV okay. goes, p- period. So. Uh, it was a good time and a bad time for for her because at this time she meets Lucille Ball. What was that show that bombed? So oh, sorry. Uh, it's called Date with Angels. You have a date with the angels. as Gus Angel, presented by the Plymouth Dealers of America, who proudly sell and service the beautiful new Plymouth for 1957. The time? 
about five months after Vicky and Gus Angel were married. The main character, one little tree. The plot, you can't see the tree for the people. Okay. All right. So uh, the trouble was finding the angels. I mean, the trouble was yeah. finding the angels. Yeah, we had yeah. plenty of people ready to date. Plenty of just people ready to date. They didn't have any yeah. angels to date. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Sure. Yeah, they were in the outfield. Uh, so <laughs> they built it. They didn't come. Yeah, they didn't come. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so they do the uh, date with the angel show. Yeah, and uh, she, she says that's the only time she ever wanted to leave. A show. Really, that's the only time in her career wow. that she ever just didn't feel like that's where she should be. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do again with the sponsor thing, like we were talking about. So the sponsor tried to change the creative direction of the show. Man, nothing has changed in Hollywood. Has nothing it? has changed. Nothing has nothing. changed. <laughs> so the sponsor comes in, tries Money to change leads. the creative direction. She's yeah. not happy about it. Yeah. So the show gets canceled. Well, she's on contract for 13 weeks. Wow. So what do they do? Boom. The Betty White Show. Yeah, it's just like Letterman. Just yeah. for, they only did it for 13 weeks, though. So it's really funny. So they revived the Betty White Show, mm-hmm. put it on air. Right. Let her do a little 13-week deal, and then it goes off the air again. And just wow. to fulfill the contract yeah. for that TV show, yeah. which was really silly. I couldn't understand it's, why they would spend so much money well, it's, it's to do that. it's probably cheaper to do that than to get her out of her contract. Plus, it was still content, you know? Oh, actually, I did confuse some things here. Oh. Okay, so the, uh, let me, I just had to fix it so I don't get killed in an email. So it says Life with Elizabeth was 52, sorry. Okay. And then the Betty White show was 52 to 54. That's the Got show... It. They were both actually picked up in syndication, so I was right about that. Okay. So NBC did actually pick up The Life with Elizabeth, yeah. but there was a second show, The Betty White Show. That was the first television rendition of The Betty White Show, okay. and okay. that was from 52 to 54. That's the one that was picked up nationally gotcha. and had the yeah, tap yeah, yeah, dancer. Yeah. That was that a variety show. That makes sense, sure. So The Betty White Show was a variety show. Yeah, I was wondering about the Happy Homemaker yeah, thing yeah, there. That was, that was, uh, that was, yeah, with, I kind of the got them confused. Yeah. No, you're good. I got them mixed up. You're good. And uh, the cool thing about the life was Elizabeth thing is no is, matter what you do here, Rusty, you still have better information than I do. So we're we're good. <laughs> well, this was this was like two days worth of watching yeah. Betty White stuff. Yeah, I, I try I tried not to use Wikipedia because anybody can go to look at Wikipedia, sure, yeah. but it's really hard because it's really hard not to start there yeah, as a direction. But absolutely. Uh, so the cool thing that I wanted to talk about life with Elizabeth was it was the mm-hmm. first. Uh, not the first, but she was one of few women at that time frame that had entire control of a show in front of yeah. and behind of a camera. So okay. that's that's what the significance of So she was like the Elizabeth. producer of this Yeah, thing. she was everything. She huh. was front and back. So wow. uh, there was actually a couple of writers for the Hollywood on television show mm-hmm. that go to that show with her. Okay. And they have, uh, it's called Bandy Production. They start a little production deal yeah. for just for that. I don't think that does anything else right. or anything sure. in perpetuity. But they, they create this little, it's like Betty White and two writers create this deal. Uh, and then they produced the show together. Mm. But there were guys that she had already been working with in yeah. the industry with the Hollywood on uh, television thing. Sounds familiar, huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does sound familiar. Yeah. There's a lot of it. There's a lot yeah. of this. So we get to uh, the cool thing about the KCOP that I wanted to tell you about the uh, yeah. radio, uh, the TV ch- channel. There's a young man in the 60s on this. Uh, he's doing fill-in stuff, and he goes by the name of Regis Philbin. Uh-huh. So she bumps into Regis, Regis. at KCOP. Uh, Leonard Nimoy also does some stuff here in his early, early on in his career. Yeah. So again, as we just uh, throughout our uh, repertoire of podcasts, we discuss yeah. comedy yeah. intersecting, and yeah. it's not even a web anymore. It's more like a, a, a cesspool. It's at crazy, this point. right? Yeah. yeah, and it's 
it's just crazy to see how, and I guess it has to do with network television only having three channels in the at yeah, that time sure, frame. Sure, but there's so much melding. And yeah. Well, it's like when you found a talent, you squeezed everything you could out of them. Yeah. You know? and, well, and one cool TV fact, I guess, about KCOP as well is, is they were one of the, some of the first programs that they had were from, uh, they weren't from ABC or NBC or CBS. They were mm-hmm. from some weird named company. I can't even, it's like, oh, man, I wish I knew the name of it. It was another network? There was another network and it was an experimental network. I don't think it was one that ever survived. Yeah. Uh, let me look it up real fast. Dumont Television Network. Dumont Television Network in 49. Okay. That was yeah. one of the ones. Because I was looking at a lot, like, uh, doing all this research, you can't help but do, yeah. like, television, like, researching sure, TV sure. itself. Dumont was one of the original That was ones. one of them, yeah. 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 That was yeah. one of the original. Uh, so, yeah, so they had... Uh, Dumont. Originally started with uh, Dumont. Mm-hmm. That was what they were airing is Dumont mm-hmm. stuff. And then Betty White made KCOP pretty much so. Wow. Wait, did you ever wonder how all this happened? How you can turn that knob and enjoy a dramatic show, laugh at a comedian, watch the ball game, or hear and see new anywhere in the world? Well, it's quite a story, the story of television. The important part of it really began not so long ago. Back in 1931, to be exact. And it began just as most big stories usually do, with one man who had a vision. That man was Alan B. Dumas. With, uh... With our early shows, yeah, there like was Hollywood no Fox television. or anything like that at this time. You know, there no, wasn't there anything was like that. Yeah, it was it was ABC, CBS, NBC, and Dumont, I guess. Yeah, well, there was a couple of them. There was a there was a few of these fledgling little really? TV companies. There yeah. was a handful or more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because you had a lot of uh, which you don't really see so much today, and you don't really have them as revered as they were back in those days, like inventors right. and stuff like that. Right. You don't really see like invention on the, the same way that we used to see. Like no. you had the Thomas Edison, yeah. Nikola Tesla. You, yeah. you don't have these prolific no, kind of figures. Shark Tank and they make ways to peel a banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. That's right. Well, I mean, inventions are all about convenience. So. I was literally watching, and I'm sorry, this is the complete. No, no, you're I good. I was literally watching Shark Tank not long ago, and they had a thing where you. Stick. Are you me, like, in the future? Yeah. Everything you watch, right. everything you consume <laughs> what it is. is literally yeah. what I, everything yeah. I watch and consume. Get, get ready to have that hip replaced, Rusty. <laughs> um, I was watching it, and, and they had a banana corer. So it, it you stick it in, and it, it takes out the middle of your banana so that you can squirt Nutella into it. That's its only purpose. It cores a banana to <laughs> yeah. fill the banana with So you can fill it with, with something. Nutella. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God bless America. What will they think of next? <laughs> that kind of brings me to another point. There was this really depressing, uh, it was a picture in an Irish grocery store, and it said the American section. Oh. And literally, it's just, it's just high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> high fructose corn I mean, syrup and, and wrapped American cheese Yes, yeah, I mean, it was like, they had like Twinkies. <laughs> they had like canned hot dogs. <laughs> Like hot dogs canned in a hot can, dogs. like mm-hmm. like we eat canned hot dogs. It was funny because it was like, uh, I guess it was made by an Irish company because it was like in this <laughs> container with like a pop top on it, and it said uh, "Taste of America," and it was just a can of breaded hot dogs too. There, they actually had bread on the hot dog in the can. Oh no. It really? wasn't just hot dogs in a can. It was breaded hot there dogs were, in a can well, that you wait a pull minute. out. Wait a minute. There, we gotta we gotta fix something here. Is it is it hot dogs in a bun, or was it breaded hot dogs? Oh, 
Well, that's a corn dog. It's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, it was hot dogs in a bun <laughs> in a can. Oh my god, how gross! Which is more disgusting than breaded hot dogs? In it a can. really is. I would take breaded hot dogs in a can. I over, would take breaded hot dogs over in a can. A pre-prepared hot dog shoved in a can. In a can. I wonder Ooh. if it comes with the relish and. Most of the time, you find hot dogs in the refrigerated section of your grocery store, and then if you go on a picnic, you have to lug around a big bulky cooler to keep them cold and from spoiling in the brutal summertime heat. But fear no more about spoiling hot dogs or lugging around a big bulky cooler. Thanks to ye old oak American hot dogs in a can that need no refrigeration. At first, hot dogs in a can sounded really weird to me. That wasn't until I remembered Vienna sausages. Or if you're from the South like I am, you call them Vienna weenies, which come in a can. So it's not really that weird. I don't know... That's gross, and I don't like it at all. Taste of America. Yeah, yeah there you that, go. that is America. <laughs> canned chicken. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Trump and canned hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so around this time, she meets Lucille Ball as well. So uh, they become great friends, which is one yeah. of her great Hollywood friendships. Uh, Lucille Ball was something else. Yeah, she was, which uh, I kind of feel for Betty White because you got to think, uh, living as long as she lived, she outlived probably every friend. She really did, uh, yeah. Every friend, every colleague i mean not every but mm-hmm. the majority of everybody especially from the golden girls she outlived everybody from that that's, show for that's sure. why i've always said I, I don't want to live forever you know what i mean i mean not yeah. that it's an option or anything no, I'm just not, saying not, well that's, uh, not yet that's one of those things don't don't cut off my head and freeze it i'm good thank well, you well no, they might have uh you know some kind of matrix type deal where you can upload your consciousness into the internet and they yeah, have I like a, yeah, a realm that. that your consciousness nope. would exist in nope, I'm no i'm good thanks okay i'm good too actually. i'm gonna make it another three four years and then i'm done okay you know? <laughs> Well, I need to <laughs> give me at least like eight so we can get through okay. this podcast. All right, you got it. You got it. So uh, the sixties happens. And Hang of on, course, I got to mark something off my calendar. There All you right, go. go <laughs> so the sixties rolls around, and uh, this is where she kind of just does her own thing. She becomes yeah. a game show and late night mainstay. Man, she was on every game show ever. I mean, just all of a sudden, Betty White appeared. And it, it was all true for a lot of these folks at this time. But uh, game shows were the way they made their nut. I mean, it, that, you want a paycheck, go to a game show. Yeah, absolutely. And it didn't didn't hurt that she, uh, soon she's going to meet Alan Ludden. And, very soon. Yeah, and yeah, that will soon. introduce her to the entire game show world. Yeah, so uh, she guests on just about everything you can think of, like you said. Uh, the one that she did a lot of was Password. Mm-hmm. She did that uh, between 61 and 75, mm-hmm. which is where she would meet Alan Ludden at. The at secret Ludden. word is halitosis. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's <laughs> Password right there. Yeah, see, I've never, I, I need to go back and watch some Password. <laughs> it's probably funny. It probably really is. I need to go back and check out some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, basically, they would just come up with a word, and the, the announcer would tell you what it was. And then again, for the comedy podcast, we should have yeah. like an episode oh, or episodes sh- where we do like a, a month of game show. Game or, show should absolutely play a yeah. part in comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So match game. Yeah, Ooh. match game. Well, uh, I really like man. I really appreciated the Bob Barker's wit. I really yeah. did. Like oh, a lot yeah. of people. That's underrated. I oh, think. And then dude, uh, yeah. even uh, Pat Sajak. Oh, I think yeah. he's a little a, a little wild as far as game show hosts <laughs> go. But do you, yeah. do you, have you ever seen anything on his late night show that he had? He had a late night show. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pat, like Pat Sajak, like an after hours show. He or? left Wheel of Fortune to start a late night show in that whole crowded area with Joan Rivers and the whole thing. Oh, uh, so like around the Joan Rivers, so like the eighties. It's about that time, yeah. And that's when, um, oh, what's his name? Two and two from um, Chuck Woolery. Okay, that's when he comes in and hosts uh, the the Wheel of Fortune for a while, and then Pat Sajak comes back. Yeah, I was watching some of that stuff last yeah. night, like the the mm-hmm. late night stuff. I was more. Focused on looking at the Craig Kilborn. Sure, sure. Pat Sajak went down 
way faster I'm have to than check that Joan out. Rivers. There's got to yeah. be there's got to be like something yeah. to that I can watch. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Uh, so she meets Alan Luden, of course, around I'm this so time. I'm so glad to add these little tips for you. I yeah, feel like yeah, I'm, no, that's I'm awesome. contributing. You are contributing. You're giving me something to go watch <laughs> yeah, sure, later because sure. I don't have enough to watch already as yeah, it is. You need more. I need more. Give me more. Yeah. So uh, 62, before she marries Alan in 63, right. she gets her feature film debut. Okay. Advise and Consent. Ever seen it? No. So she plays a strong female role as a senator. So it's like a politics. Oh, really? Kind of thing, wow. Which I thought was kind of uh, that's kind of groundbreaking for that time. For that time and for her period. Well, like, just playing a woman kind of, senator. Oh, a woman senator. You know, oh, yeah, in the sixties. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that was a huge deal. Yeah. Just absolutely. One more thing to add to the most unfair hearing in the history of the Senate. Mr. President, will the senator yield for a question? Will the senator yield for a question? I'll yield to the senator from Kansas. Mr. President, I must admit I'm not a supporter of Mr. Leffingwell. But I watched the hearing on television, and it seemed eminently fair to me. Mr. President, I'm sorry if the senator from Kansas was not perceptive enough to grasp what was obvious. I am telling the Senate exactly what happened. As much as I appreciate hearing about the senator's particular view, I am constrained to say I will need more substantial proof than the senator's personal description. Mr. President, is the senator calling me a liar? The record must stand as it is, Mr. President. How the senator interprets that record is his own problem, not mine. Mr. President, I'm sure the senator from Kansas is welcome to take advantage. So, uh, in all of this, uh, there's another intersection. It's a neat one. Her and Barbara Walters kind of intersect here. Oh, really? Yeah, so... NBC actually offered her a job, an anchor job on the Today Show. They offered oh, Betty wow. White what I would end up that. being Barbara Walters' position. Yeah. So she could have derailed Barbara Walters' career. I can definitely see Betty White as, as a talking head like that. Yeah, I could see her. I see her more on something kind of like a panel, kind of like The View or something, mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. Like, but the Today Show is kind of like that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. At it least is, you had it is. somebody well, else. Well, that's to the thing was up. is that's what the Today Show was. It's intentional. Like it, it's its first intent was yeah. to be a tonight show for the morning. Right. Right. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little toned down. Right. But it was still supposed to be you know fairly humorous, which they, is why you would say, "Hey, Betty, I want to offer you." They this still job. had the weather and they still had the news and all that stuff. Yeah, know? Al yeah. Roker. Right? Was he on the Today Show? Al Roker was, yeah, I guess. Is that today? Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I like him too, though. Yeah. Al Roker's another guy that I He's like. He's weird to look at, though. Yeah, skinny he is. now. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. I, yeah, I like, yeah. I, I like, I like the Roker. heavier. Yeah, yeah, I like the heavier Roker myself. Yeah. So uh, who, was, who was the guy before Al Roker? Oh, uh, the guy that uh, uh, he, he, he would, wouldn't have said it. I'd know because I love would, weather. He would congratulate everybody when they turned 100. And it was always sponsored by Smuckers. Yeah, but a oh, name like man. Smuckers, it's got to be good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That's right. laughs> man, yeah. if you wouldn't ask, I would have known because ah, okay. I know weather. Okay. I really like weather. My favorite deal. See, when I, <laughs> I really like weather. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love. I love like I'm a I'm a weather enthusiast. <laughs> I'm a weather file. Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. any major weather events, I always huh. I follow all the weather data for it and everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Hurricanes, all that stuff. I'll yeah. track it from when it's nothing to when it's blowing someone's door down. So something I talked about yesterday. Do you know about the uh, Waffle House index? Yes. Like how FEMA absolutely follows the Waffle yeah. House. The FEMA follows yeah. the Waffle House. If a Waffle House shuts down, you better leave. <laughs> that's right. That's that's, right. that's for that's sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're the first one I've talked to that knew about that. Yeah. Oh, now if Waffle right. House shuts down anywhere, yeah. like that's an indicator you need to get the hell out of Dodge quick. There's a great episode of, I think it's Freakonomics. But it may be um, 
this this other this other podcast I listen to about brand names. But all they do is talk about the Waffle House Index, you know, and how yeah, how yeah, FEMA no, it's it's a real thing. By. FEMA actually yeah. uses it's that. Fantastic. Well, it's it's a it's a business model that Waffle House uses, and it's they just don't close. They don't close, Ever. and uh, yep. if they do close, well, that's the thing though. They take care of their employees they though, for those do. kind of situations. Yep. So it's not like they're just leaving people high and dry in the middle of nowhere. To, <laughs> they handcuff them to the grill. Yeah, you and can't get leave. Out. That's right. Can't leave. Okay, so... Sorry, that was a real detour there. Yeah, no, I don't mind detours. Oh, yeah, so we're still on a detour. Okay. So back to weather. So in England, one of the weather guys that when I was a kid, I used to love watching it. What it is is he would be on, like, a pond, mm. and there would be, like, the Brit- he would be standing on the British Isles, which would be floating in gotcha. this pond. Yeah. And he would, like, be, you know, he w- it would be, like, Scotland. They would all kind of be floating on their own. You'd have, mm-hmm. like, Scotland, mm-hmm. Wales, and they would all be, like, little islands. And he would hop from each one <laughs> while he was talking, and... You could go and look up a compilation. I'll send yeah, you a compilation yeah. of them falling in the water. Oh, so that's, that's what awesome. I would do. I would sit there and watch it every day. I'm like, come on, just fall in, hit the water, hit the water. And he, I mean, of course, anytime you wanted it, it would never happen. It would be whatever great. you were like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch it today. Yeah. And then boom, my mom would be like, oh, he fell in the water today. You missed it. I'm like, oh, man, I was at school. Yeah, so uh, that was one of my favorite, favorite things on British it's, television. Just the little things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was comedy. That's, yeah. that's It was humorous oh, to me. It was funny. So... She turns down Today Show mm-hmm. based on the fact that she doesn't want to relocate to New York. She likes oh, okay. sunny California, and, of course, NBC wanted her to go to 30 Rock mm-hmm. and do the Today Show, whatever mm-hmm. it was called at that time, right. and uh, do the, the Today show. show. Yeah, the Yesterday Show, mm-hmm. the Tomorrow Show. Uh, so That was Tom Snyder, right? Tomorrow, tomorrow Show? It was yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It was Tom Snyder. Yeah. Uh, poor guy. Yeah, he got aged out. He got aged <laughs> yeah, he out did. in a terrible way. Yeah, That's what I was... Uh, doing research on last night when I was uh, it kind of just segued into like late night stuff yeah, sure. and I was kind of curious about Craig Kilborn because I had never really experienced Craig Kilborn on late night I mm-hmm. never watched any of that mm-hmm. around that time frame because uh, I wasn't really into Craig Kilborn I guess yeah. but I'd never I couldn't place who he was mm-hmm. uh, his face or anything mm-hmm. I knew the name I started looking him up and I quickly realized who he was and I was like this guy was not funny mm-hmm. Like, how did he even get he is, to where he was like, he could have been David Letterman's replacement? Yeah, he was He was one of those slick guys. He always reminded me of like a sports guy. Well, that's you know? what he was yeah. first. He well, did that's ESPN. That's he, how he segued into everything yeah, was through yeah. ESPN. You, I could never get that taste out of my mouth as far as like him being a sports guy. Like Oberman. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, they're both, yeah, they're like both kind of witty, yeah. but they're yeah. witty in a sports world. I mean, yeah. sports comedy. There you go. That's a, that's, that's a thing. That's a, that's a whole different, yeah. That's a thing. So we're in the 60s with her right now. And like mm-hmm. I said, she's just bouncing around game show late nights. Uh, around this time, she also does 19 years as uh, the hostess of the Rose Parade. 19 years? Yeah. Oh so God. she did 19 years of that. And uh, she was kind of upset because she got replaced in 75. Right. So she did it for 19 years for him. It's just like coming home for the holidays to be back in New York once more.
So do the math on that. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if if she started in, uh, if she ended in seventy five, she'd been doing this since the fifties. Right. So she'd been doing this for. She's the rose. If you're a kid at this time, she is the rose. And you're an you just yeah. you're an adult now. Like yeah. that's who the rose parade is to you. Yeah. Is her. Yeah. So she gets replaced. And I imagine it's probably an age thing at this time. They want someone would, younger yeah. and prettier. Yeah. And she's what this is the seventies. So she's pushing forties. Right. Mid forties at this point. Right, she's she's in that mom category now. She's not. Uh, she's not the, the yeah. She's the, the hot mom little, next door. Cute little not girl the, bopping around. Yeah, yeah, not the girl next door anymore. Sure. So shortly, okay, this is where she does uh, Mary Tyler in the seventies. She Mary does the Mary Moore? Tyler Moore, yeah. and that was a big thing for her. She played uh, uh, Sue Ann. Bevins? Sue Ann Nevins. 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 Not the Bevins, happy Nevins. homemaker. The happy homemaker. Mm-hmm. Who was kind of wild too, wasn't she? The crazy thing about it is, if you look at her career, you know she's had two. Well, she's had a ton, but but the two big things that stand out are Mary Tyler Moore and the Golden Girls, and she was absolute opposites on those two shows. Yeah. So on Mary Tyler Moore, yes, yeah, she did a, a a cooking show or whatever called The Happy Homemaker on this TV station that they all worked for, uh, but she was a big uh, slut. I want to say Sex maybe addict. that's a bad no slut. That's all right. I mean, uh, that's politically correct to use. She but was I'm saying, uh, yeah. She was she was very she was all over. Any she of even the men. says it herself in some of the stuff. She played a whore. That's yeah. literally what she says. She, she, was, was, she played a, a woman that liked men. Yeah, yeah, she was all over men all the time. You know all that stuff. And then on Golden Girls, she was just the opposite. You know, she was she was naive and she was you know all of that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It was definitely two different yeah. different feels. Hi, people. <laughs> always inspire such awe in you. Just consider one single snowflake alone. So delicate, so fragile, so ethereal. And yet, let a billion of them come together through the majestic force of nature. They can screw up a whole city. So, uh, she was fantastic on the Mary Tyler Moore show, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's one of those really funny. She's one of those people that I um, did watch some of that. If you watched her, and this is going to come out weird, but if you watched her all the time, maybe it'd be a little too much. It's kind of like saying Letterman would be okay being on five hours a day. That, that's not what you want. No, it's too you much. Want little doses it's saturated, of Letterman. Yeah, yeah. It'd you be want little saturated. doses. And so when Sue Ann Nivens would come in the room, it was a big deal. It was like Kramer coming in the room on Seinfeld. Yeah, or something uh, like yeah, that, that's what I was kind of reading too, because yeah. uh, it wasn't like uh, she was on every day, all day no. long on the Mary Tyler no. Moore. It would just be like episode, it was like, boom, boom, the doors episode, open. Here's boom. Sue Ann. Yeah. yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I like that. Oh, she was great. Yeah. So uh, around the '60s, we'll, we'll, we'll stay in the '60s for a second before we full blow into the '70s. So in the '60s, this is where. Alan Luden or Ludden? Ludden. Ludden. Yeah. Alan Ludden and Betty White are doing a tour for something at this yeah. point. They're doing yeah. some kind of tour. Boom. They end up in a little place in Indiana. Okay. Uh, well, not little, but it is little if 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 you're yeah. in if if yeah, you're I not you. Indiana and it's sure. little. But Indianapolis, uh, at a radio show with the host, yeah. Dave Letterman. He uh, Alan Ludden goes on and, and interviews with David Letterman. Yep. And yep. he takes College Betty radio with him. at this time, right? Uh, no, he's actually at this time he's a known broadcaster. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. he, this is this is the uh, this is the late the very late sixties, okay. early seventies. Okay. 
So, yeah, he's already doing broadcast, local broadcasting at this time. Right. And even when he was in college, though, uh, this is like he was still doing regular TV in college. Oh, okay. Outside, he was doing stuff outside of what was pertaining to his college. He was doing like internship type stuff. Oh, okay. So, right. whenever he left college, he already had a job oh, with these TV realize. networks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, he was already working while he was in college, uh, taking whatever he could get. It was kind of like the, you know, the the radio in town and you go and you bug them until they give you something to do, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah. mopping the floor or whatever, yeah. you're just trying to get in the door kind of right. thing. And that's kind of where he was at. He was just doing, and not mopping floors, obviously that, yeah, that was you. something sure. he never did, but yeah. I doubt he probably never, I bet you Dave Letterman, I bet you he probably uh, only a handful of times in his life has probably swept and mopped the floor. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go. That's probably You're safe go out to on say. A limb for that, well, right? I mean, yeah. y- you got to think these guys. The way I see these comedy uh, uh, flop houses, you know, yeah. I don't see them as like you know they got a nice settee over here mm, and a no, nice coffee no, no, table. No, no, no. There's a lot of old uh, pizza boxes, pizza and, boxes, yeah. beer, probably yeah. like probably not even a mattress on the floor. It's probably a blanket and a pillow on the yeah, floor. Sure. That's how I kind of vibe I get from sure. that kind of thing. Stack them three. Yeah. Days. So they meet each other. This is where they meet. And then uh, we'll go ahead and, I guess, finish off uh, Betty White's career. So Betty White, uh, in 75, she was replaced as the Rose the Rose Parade mm-hmm, announcer. Mm-hmm. Well, CBS gives her a 10-year run as the Thanksgiving Day Parade wow. announcer in uh, so 70, she went from So she went from 19 years of the Rose Bowl Parade to 10 more years of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, for, for CBS, wow. for the Macy's Parade, which is pretty awesome, I think. That's a hell of a gig. Yeah, that's a hell of a gig. And uh, out of all of that stuff, boom, the Betty White show yeah. appears again. Yeah. So she gets, uh, this is the fourth rendition of the Betty White show, <laughs> but this one is a sitcom, not a variety show. Gotcha. So this sure. is where she gets to do her own thing. But again, she gets screwed by long, right? time slot. Yeah, she got screwed by a time slot. Uh. They put her in the same time slot as at this time is way more of an institution than I think it is nowadays, Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. So you're thinking 77 Monday Night Football? Yeah. You're talking about oh, you're talking John Howard Madden. Cosell. You're well, talking, I'm talking about, about Howard people Cosell. On, Howard Cosell. I'm talking yeah. about, like, yeah, coaches and stuff like that, too. Just the, Madden, just the people to watch Madden, at this time Madden, I guess, time is frame. coaching at that time. Yeah, he's for the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just think of, like, the prolific people in football to mm-hmm. watch at that time. I think oh, yeah. Tom Landry was still out there oh, yeah. in the yeah, 70s. Absolutely. I mean, you had all these huge prolific oh, yeah. people in football to watch. Well, Monday, well. Monday Night Football also was kind of a, a, a national thing where at Monday night at 7 o'clock you stopped, or at 7 o'clock our time, you stopped and you watched Monday Night Football. It didn't really matter who was playing. If it was your team, great. If not... Um, again, this is a time with three networks. Yeah. So that one network killed everybody else. Whatever's in that time slot, whoever's got yeah. the Monday night game. Didn't matter. Didn't well, matter. Well, back then, how did it work though for like, uh, uh sports rights? Like did was, one channel have was, the rights to Monday night football? Yes. ABC owned Monday night football. That's well, still, all there they was still to own it. it too. Well, and now, and now it, they own now everything. Now it's on ESPN because Disney owns it and all that stuff. And Disney owns ABC, and, Fox. And I mean, it, I don't understand how did like, they don't own Fox, but they own, they own ABC. No, they on Fox now. Disney owns 20th Century Fox. Oh, I guess they do because they, because bought, they bought The Simpsons. Yeah. They bought The Simpsons. Um, yeah, oh, man, that's weird. It is. Um, like, as far as monopolies go, as far as like media monopolies, I don't yeah. understand how Disney could continue to well, hold everything they hold because I know how they do it. Disney's here and then they got a thousand other companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as like that not being broken up, it's I don't like understand a, how that can exist. It's like Unilever. It's it's one of the five companies that owns everything in the yeah, world. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That, yeah. That makes all the shampoo. And they the do. They own like, if you look, Look at the, the umbrella for Disney. It's huge as yeah. far as like yeah. as media well, conglomerate goes. 
And I was reading a thing the other day. They said that uh, there's a reason that Disney had thought about buying Sony because of the problems they're having with the Marvel characters and stuff. Oh, wow. But they can't because of Monopoly laws. Yeah. So that's the thing that would put them over is, is buying Sony. So if they bought Sony, that puts them over the edge. Not yeah. having... Uh, it's, it's not that yeah. they don't have the money to do it. They no, have they have the, the money. Yeah, they could do it in a heartbeat, but they can't because of the Monopoly laws. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't I don't understand crazy? how... It's like, oh, you can have every... Oh, but you can't have Sony. That's too much. Sorry. <laughs> that's, 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 that's too many. That, that's pushing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You own yeah. half you can, the TV networks. You can own all of Star Wars, all of Marvel, all of... What's well, half yeah. of... T- if there's four TV networks, yeah. like main mm-hmm. broadcast mm-hmm. networks... Mm-hmm. They own two of them, of yeah. the four. So they own it's half true. the television. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Disney. And Disney was like almost bankrupt, you know. Yeah, Disney was in borderline. The, in the 90s, they were They, they were, were borderline. Hey, and that's yeah. uh, that's a Paul Schaefer connection. Mm. Uh, Paul Schaefer uh, with one of the, uh, man, one of the guys that he worked with, uh, I want to say it's Stephen Schwartz. Okay. Maybe. But either way it goes, one of the guys that he actually worked with was... Uh, he ended up doing, uh, helping revive the Disney in the '90s. Really, he did uh, the music for. Oh, I got it down here, somewhere. No, I don't. Uh, but he did music for a bunch of we stuff. Just, we just have these pages everywhere, full of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he did. Uh, well, we'll get to the Paul Schaefer episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what we were actually going to do today. And then Betty White passed, and so we yeah we, we had to do we Betty to White. Homage. Yeah, yeah, we had to pay homage to her. Yeah. So we're in the '70s now, and. Uh, that show gets killed in the time slot, Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and then uh, she does a bunch of stuff, Carol Burnett, Johnny Carson. Right, sure. and uh, She was a TV staple. That's where yeah. your information comes in. We're in the 80s now. So, so you're going to leave the 80s up to me. I'm leaving the 80s up to you. Okay. Yeah, you're, a, you're a teenager in the yeah, 80s, right? Yeah, thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, you know, you can't really talk about the 80s without talking about the Golden Girls. I mean, as far as TV goes, That's, it was it was a huge, huge show, and it was so weird it came yeah. Out of left field because it was it was uh, four or five old ladies, you know. Yeah, that's what I always <laughs> thought crazy. was funny about it because I've caught some episodes of it over yeah. the years and stuff. It's I used to watch show. a lot of TV Land, it's and it's really funny it's just a- having four old biddies and you're you're looking at uh, yeah, you know the the single life for four old biddies. Yeah, it was I, a I fantastic show, it's great funny. show. We couldn't pass a horse without Charlie saying. Can I show you something in an Oxford? <laughs> oh, and then he'd laugh, and I'd laugh. Sometimes even the horse would laugh. I mean, I was the one who thought up big squeaky toys for cows. By the time I got to high school, the kids had made up this really mean nickname for me just because I had hairy legs. What'd they call you? Rose with the hairy legs. Um, uh, nothing better than uh, Betty White and um, who was the tall one? B. Arthur. B. Arthur battling each other. I mean, that's just fantastic. Yeah, you know? And then no, you throw is. Estelle Getty in there and, and the other one. I feel like that's how people talk about Sex in the City too. They talk about the three characters. Well, and that's, then what, it the other one. that's yeah. what it reminds me of. That's what it reminds me of. It kind of is. It's yeah, like yeah, early yeah. Sex of the City because yeah. the Sex of the City is more like it's a flash forward. It's more like right before Senior Citizen. It's like mm-hmm. women in their like forties. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then yeah. boom, Golden Girls is. I don't know. I thought it was a unique show. It was really menopause. Uh, boom. It was unique because it's it, that perspective had never been shown, I don't yeah. think, on TV before, the perspective of uh, old, single ladies. Yeah, no, and, and if you look at TV today, they keep trying to pull that same show off. 
Um, yeah, they've tried to a few times. There's a couple of them shows. There's one. Uh, there's one with. Uh, there's one on now called Be Positive. Be Positive. Yeah. Yeah. With with Middle Ditch. There's one called Thomas Frankie Middleditch? and something. Yeah. There's a woman That's show. That's that Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Grace and Frankie or something like that. But they keep trying to pull off that that Golden Girls model, and you're just yeah. never going to do it because it was you know it was lightning in a jar. I mean, you got the right people, right time, right writers, everything. Yeah, and that's that's a big thing for any television program. Really, is right place, right time, yeah. right people. Yeah. you got to have the Absolutely. puzzle and all the pieces to go with it properly. You know, you can't Absolutely. miss any piece of the puzzle for it to to like fire off properly. Yeah, that's what scares yeah. me about TV today. There's there's no. It seems like there's no plan. No, you know, it's, it's not. Just, just throw anything. It's at a free a wall. for all. Well, people become too enamored with uh, other people's lives, mm-hmm. where TV used to be television. You know, where now it's we got cameras and we got this fake. How are all sense the, of how are all the people from Jersey Shore still alive? How are all the people from Jersey Shore still getting paid? By well, that's what anything? I'm saying. We, my wife and I, had had the TV on the other day, and it, generally. You know, we're on our phones or whatever, and we got the office playing in the background yeah. or whatever. And there's when when you do that, it's on like Comedy Central. There's only like five commercials, right? And they just show the same same five commercials, commercials. over and over. And if you're watching Comedy Central, it's probably the same three TV shows it over is. and over. And if you're watching MTV right now, MTV is literally just Rob Deerdeck. It yeah. should be called the Rob Deerdeck Variety Hour <laughs> or show or channel sure. or whatever, because yeah. all they play is that. Uh, React show he has. Yeah, 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 yeah. Idiocracy or whatever. No, it's not that. No, it's, it's something not. else. But it, it, anyway, might as well be called that because yeah. that's pretty much what it is. It, it is he's smart. I'll, I'll give Rob Deerdeck all the props for that because he secured a huge amount of money for that. I'm so. gonna I'm I'm gonna give props to Mike Judge one more time because uh, Rob Deerdeck's show is Al my balls that yeah. they're watching in. Yeah, Idiocracy. that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely all, what it is. It's Al it my balls, and uh, that's what's so funny about it is. There's a lot of synchronicity yeah. with idiocracy mm-hmm. in a lot of things you see in today's mm-hmm. society, oh, like yeah, that, yeah. like that that React show he has is literally it's on MTV, yeah. 26 of 24 hours a day. So we were 26 out of 24. We were we had that on in the background, right? Because we took a couple of days off for for holidays and stuff, and uh-huh. um, the same commercial for the Jersey Shore reunion kept coming on. Over and over and over. And if it wasn't that, it was Teen Mom 2 reunion You know show. what that is? You know what that is? You know what's really funny about it's that? garbage. You know why all those things are resurfacing? Why? Because my generation were teenagers. Yeah, I guess so. And now we're all in our 30s, and it's like this bit of nostalgia. Like, oh, you remember that <sighs> shitty TV show we used to well, watch when we were teenagers? There, there, there was there was one for uh, Real World Reunion. That also is a show oh, that my God. influenced. Yeah. I mean, that came out in the 80s, yeah. even, didn't it? That came out yeah. in the late mm-hmm. 80s. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Eight, 90s, I think. 90s? But, yeah. Well, that was a show that influenced, I think, a lot of like uh, the way reality TV and stuff is nowadays. Yeah, thank you, MTV, for, for adding to the garbage pile. They ruined TV it. with the Real World. So... Getting back to Betty White, um, you know, she did a lot of stuff in 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 the time frame we're talking about, you know, uh, 90s, it may have been 2000s. She did uh, that movie about the alligators, uh, Lake Placid, where yep. she's the one that really is the problem. She's yep. the one that keeps feeding the alligators yep. and stuff. She's I remember fantastic that. In that, that is a fantastic yep. role for her. That was really cool because she plays like a creepy old lady. Yeah. Instead just of throwing playing, those, throwing those chickens out to the yeah the, the alligator. <laughs> so instead of her playing like this sweet yeah, uh, yeah. innocent old lady, yeah. she's really like a sweet. She was a lot seemingly innocent old lady who's really maniacal she, who feeds this huge alligator all the time. It's was, like her pet. She was almost <laughs> going back to that that Lou Ann Nivens, you know, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sue Ann Nivens. Yeah. Sue Ann Nivens. Sorry, I haven't broken any laws. What would you have, ma'am? 
You lied to us. That could be obstruction of justice. A man has been killed in part because of your silence. I could make out a charge of reckless endangerment. And I'm sure Peter would be annoyed at how you treat your cows. The reason I lied, if I told you the truth, you'd hunt it down and kill it. Which seems to be exactly what you're trying to do. How long have you been feeding this thing? Six years. Six years? Well, Bernie was out fishing, and it followed him home. So we threw it some scraps, and, well, he didn't seem to bother anybody. He became kind of like a, a pet who lives in the wild. He just appeared. You have no idea how he arrived here. No, do you? Well, your husband, Bernie, you didn't by any chance lead him to the lake blindfolded. If I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. Um, but anyway, she, she did a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, during that time frame and up until the point she died. I mean, she, honestly, she was a staple in our lives until the day she died. I mean, because she, every time you turn around, she was on something. Oh, absolutely. She transcended generations oh, for sure. Yeah. She was there for 70 years yeah. in television. And, and to bring it back to Letterman, um, he, you could tell when Betty was on his show that he, absolutely loved this woman i mean he she was she was a friend well to steal, oh, yeah, steal yeah. words from the golden girls yeah, she was absolutely. a friend and a confidant i yeah. mean she was she was she she was yeah, somebody sure. that he gave credit to for his career and he was eternally grateful to her i watched one uh thing this morning and it was uh betty white doing a top 10 list uh, and this was the Letterman, uh, this was Late Show, so CBS in the in a few of the later years. And just just her timing and just the fact that she's willing to get up and say some of the things that she said, you know, she didn't she doesn't she didn't really question it. I mean, she, she doesn't shy away from things either. Number, Whereas somebody you would you would think somebody of, of her yeah, age and her yeah, stature yeah. would shy away from certain no, jokes man, or certain was, punches, you know, but she didn't pull none. She, always she there. was always there. Always there. The last thing on the list was uh, this was Betty White's tips on uh, how to live a long, happy life. And number one tip was stop watching this tonight's crap. Top 10 list, the lovely and talented Betty White. Betty, come on out and <laughs> Betty White, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Betty. The category, Betty White Tips for Living a Long and Happy Life. Here we go, number 10. Get at least eight hours of beauty sleep. Nine if you're ugly. Ah, doesn't hurt. Go that extra hour. Uh, number nine. Exercise. Or don't, what the hell do I care? <laughs> make it either. You didn't have a dog in this fight. Uh, number eight. Never apologize. It shows weakness. That's right. Number seven. The best way to earn a quick buck is a slip and fall lawsuit. <laughs> uh, number six. Avoid tweeting any photos of your private parts. Uh, number six. Number five. Schedule a nightly appointment with Dr. Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> number four. Take some wheatgrass, soy paste, and carob. 
toss in the garbage and cook yourself a big ass piece of pork. Number three. Try not to die. Exactly. <laughs> Number two. Never dwell on past mistakes. Especially you, LeBron. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, the number one Betty White tip for living a long and happy life. Don't waste your time watching this crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, you know, that was just fantastic. Yeah. I think that's the episode where they sit down and drink vodka together. It could be. Yeah, because yeah. uh, that's what uh, one of the th one of the tips for a long life when yeah. someone asked her was vodka and hot dogs. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't believe how many hot dogs. Bringing back to hot dogs in a can. Yeah, uh, I doubt very seriously she had to eat a whole lot of hot dogs in a can. But she uh, probably would have. Oh, maybe she maybe. loved hot dogs. She might have ate them. <laughs> maybe not breaded or bunned I in hope a can. I hope it says that on her uh, on her Epitaph, tombstone. Yeah. yeah. She loved hot dogs. <laughs> I hope so too. And they put a bottle of vodka right there with it. She was she was fantastic. Um, um, I well that, that, that this is something that that I wanted to yeah add to it. So for me, for Betty White, it feels like even though she was a hundred, it feels like she's gone too soon. Mm -hmm. Even oh, though absolutely. she was a hundred yeah. years old, yeah. and it's the and it's the meme culture that really revived. Betty White, yep. and then it, it kind of was the viral Snickers campaign oh, yeah, uh, that they yeah. did. Forgot about uh, that. Well, I I used to work for the company or whatever, and they mm -hmm. had uh, the uh, they had something that Betty White had like signed or something oh, on the really? wall, yeah. and they also had a uh, like the newspaper clipping oh. from the the Waco Tribune, which I thought was really weird to have it on the wall, but it was like Betty White, and it was all about the commercial and everything. So yeah. like she was uh, that right there. I feel like the that those commercials are what brought her to the like the internet and the meme culture yeah, and stuff yeah. like that because well, she's been memed a lot in a positive way. It's never in like a negative yes. trying to make fun of her meme. Good luck finding something negative about Betty White. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, she was, uh, I mean, an icon, uh, beyond an icon. Mm -hmm. uh, she was an institution. Uh, uh, yeah. A TV god. If there's mm -hmm. like a, a Mount Rushmore she or a it. pantheon yep. of TV mm -hmm. gods, yep. she would be at the top. She yep. would be, definitely be top five. She is. Uh, she was there at the experiment, like like we were just discussing. She was literally a part of TV before TV was a part of yeah. us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was one of the best. Because TV is, you know, it is a part of us. Well, this is sure. uh, this is this is a podcast. If you've lost the the thread here, this is a podcast about David Letterman. David Letterman, and the whole idea here was to pay homage to to Betty White and um, Alan Ludden. Also, yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace. Uh, He's who, been dead a lot longer, but he has. Rest but, in peace. But uh, and and how they were instrumental in uh, getting David Letterman, Letterman in front of yeah. our faces. Yeah, very instrumental. And even David Letterman yeah. himself. Uh, through all the interviews and stuff with uh, Alan and Betty mm -hmm. and stuff like that, he he he, he pays homage. He, yeah. he he tips his hat. He gave him the flowers for sure. Yeah. Uh, even jokingly, you know, if you watch a couple of the deals, uh, oh, there was one. Uh, it was into that into that top ten list. He yeah, into that top ten of, list. Uh, thing of thing of roses. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, he does. And then also on yeah. uh, one of the interviews that he does with Alan. I don't think it's an interview. I think it's when Alan's doing a game show and he's talking to Dave and he said, "Yeah, we found you out there in Indianapolis." Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave said, uh, "Yeah, my mother is the only licensed topless barber. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you know that's her claim to fame. Yeah. And, that uh, was on one of the game shows. Yeah, it was on one of the game shows that, yeah. when he introduced him. So yeah, like you could see the rapport between the two of them for oh, sure. Yeah. And 
and even even when he brought Alan on to really just make fun of him, uh, when For Alan did his yeah. singing, mm-hmm. like you could see, he's uh, Alan was like, "You brought me on here well, he said to that. make fun." Yeah, yeah he yeah. says that. You you brought me yeah. here. To, you're putting on. Yeah. You're putting on. Yeah. That's what he said. He's putting but he on. But he did it anyway. But he did it anyway. And he did it with a smile on his face, right. knowing that right. something he poured his heart into mm-hmm. is about to be made fun of. Because Alan Lund was really serious about the music. He was. Yeah. Like, and he's. And when he's talking awful. to Dave, yeah. he's telling him how serious yeah, this this is. Ser- I was really serious about this, Dave. Yeah, sure. And then even after he passes, like he's already passed, and I, I want to say this was like the day of around, like the week of. Yeah. Uh, Dave brings on. He's got two albums that have all the same music on right. them, of course. Right. One is Richard Chamberlain, and one is <laughs> Alan Ludden. Alan Ludden. Yeah. And yeah. he plays the Alan Ludden one for the for the crowd, mm-hmm. and then, of course they have the applause mm-hmm. meter, mm-hmm. and then he plays the Richard Chamberlain from, which yeah. is same obviously song. way same better. Song. Yeah. Same song, yeah. obviously way better. And he goes, this one must be for the kids. <laughs> and it was more like upbeat or whatever. And they did the applause meter, and of course yeah. the crowd like Richard Chamberlain's yeah. version is better. Well, he, he, the, it was the, funny. The one I liked is uh, during the daytime show. Um, when he, he had the Alan Ludden album and he's sitting out in the crowd, right? And he goes, all right, the first person to tell me they want this album gets to take it home with them. Nobody, Nobody said anything. <laughs> yeah, Nobody. that was awesome. <laughs> that was funny. That was also yeah. one of those things where you're like, oh, here's the difference between that daytime show and the nighttime show. Because the, the nighttime show, show it would have gotten, somebody would have taken that somebody album. Somebody would have took it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, God bless Betty White. Uh, God bless uh, uh, Alan Ludden. Thank you for uh, the time you gave us and the in the the laughs that uh, that you supplied. Um, Even other, you know, new laughs, old laughs, all yeah, laughs. Because yeah. I'm laughing for the first time at guys. Alan go, Ludden. <laughs> go back and watch some of that stuff. You know, look up Alan Ludden. Look up Betty White, and and look at those connections between them and Letterman and oh, everybody there's else. There's there's just ton of them. There's, there's a, there's a wealth of yeah. connections. As we go down this road, we see more and more and more. And like you say, it's it's become this pool of people, not yeah. even really a spider web, not a not not one of those uh, serial killer yeah, wall absolutely. things. You know, it's it's they're so ingrained with. And each I other. can't wait till we get to like the comedy podcast part yeah, of everything yeah. and start to like really really dive into that because we can only do so much here because we're dissecting david letterman yeah, sure but once we get to dissect comedy in general in general yeah. it, it'll be able to i mean that's going to be oh, i can't wait yeah i really can't okay. wait all right well guys join us next time on uh wake the kids phone the neighbors uh a letterman tribute podcast i've been mike and i'm rusty all right we'll see you next time hey guys uh we uh we recorded uh, an episode of Wake the Kids, um, Phone the Neighbors, a Letterman Tribute podcast, all about Betty White uh, after her passing. And um, I think it was the next day I saw, uh, both of us saw a story where her uh, assistant uh, talked about Betty's last last moments. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, she said that Betty's last words were uh, Alan. Absolutely. Just said the said said the name of her uh, her dead husband, Alan. You know, um, and which is is pretty damn cool. Honestly. Yeah, I think you know the final words from the Golden Girl of TV being Alan. You know, it really uh, it was a true testament to a love that never died. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he died in the eighties, yeah. and she never remarried. Nope. And spoke of him often. Absolutely. And uh, you know, she had been married before uh-huh. she ever married him, but of course. You know, she divorced those guys, so yeah. she ended up with Alan, and you could see it in their relationship. You could see it in their interviews when they were together on TV, and yeah. you could just see it in the game shows. The, the, you know, their uh, their back and forth on the game shows and everything. It was, uh, you know, it was uh, definitely 
those being her last words really uh, put the put the cherry on the top of, yeah. of a yeah. life of love. Absolutely, absolutely, boy, you could tell uh, they were. Um, and and you know the weird thing is they were they were kind of a power couple, extremely you, powerful, you know. Couple. But um, uh, I don't feel like they were. They didn't flaunt that, you know. They didn't. No. They didn't do any of that. They no. were just truly in love. Betty and White was never a flaunter. No, no, she didn't have to. She was. Uh, she was a power uh, all of her own. Uh, and then let's. Uh, we'd we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, that Bob Saget passed as yeah, well. Absolutely, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Yeah, Bob Saget uh, was one of those guys that I didn't know anything about until Full House came around, uh, and I hated that show. Absolutely hated that show for its just stupidity. Yeah, absolutely. It was so vapid. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, just, not, a, just it's not a show I've ever watched. Bad writing. I mean, it just I hated it. But seeing Bob Saget as a comedian hang out with other comedians is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, my first Bob Saget uh, would be AFV, America's Funniest Home yeah, Videos. Yeah, 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 sure. So I never watched uh, Full House. But even it, that, it was he was, past, was so restrained. But yeah, he was. He was restrained on there. Yeah. He was still funny, though. He was still he funny was. on there. But not as funny, like you said. Once you watch his stand-up and then... Uh, you know, Dirty Work was directed by him as well. Dirty Work, one of the best movies that never gets any mention. Yep, never gets uh, any mention. But that was his actual directorial debut was Norm, that movie. Norm so. MacDonald, uh, just so many good people in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Artie Lang. so funny. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really a great movie. movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just a, a another uh, testament to his career and, yeah. and his impact on comedy. And there, there's nobody, you'd be remiss to find anybody that has anything negative to say about Bob Saget. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, uh, again, every time a celebrity passes, you you think, oh God, drugs, um, you know, bad stuff, yeah. whatever, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And they said that they didn't, there weren't weren't any signs of any any of that stuff. Nope. So, um, you know, I guess it was just his time. Uh, only sixty five years old, yep. which uh, uh, to me is is right around the corner. So yeah, and and and. Uh, he, you know, just didn't really seem to be in bad health or anything no, like that. And he no. was, like, yeah, we talked about he how he was relighting his career right now. He was he in the middle like of he a, was so yeah. fit and all that stuff. Yeah, and he was in the middle of a career revival with yeah. this tour that he was doing, yeah. and uh, he did like a test. This was what he was doing. The, the the hotel they found him in. He was in the middle of doing like his trial run for right. a tour set gotcha. for this year. So for 2022, he was about to go on tour for this year. So you know, that's that's something that we're all gonna not get to experience, but, uh, I think the best Testament you can give to Bob Saget, uh, and this is not the same for Betty White, but the, the best Testament you can give for Bob Saget after his passing is I saw this morning that someone posted Bob Saget, uh, telling the aristocrats joke. And, uh, that's what Bob Saget loved. He loved dirty, dirty, dirty. humor. Yeah. yeah well, the, the movie that he directed, <laughs> was called dirty. That's right. <laughs> works. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we just wanted to add this, uh, to the end of this episode. Um, uh, God bless them both. Uh, they, they will be missed. Absolutely. Yep. Rest in peace. All right, guys, join us again next time. Hey, thanks for joining us on wake the kids phone, the neighbors. I am Mike and I'm rusty and join us next time for another episode of the man from the city. So nice. They named it twice. Wake the kids at roguemedianetwork.com. Excellent. And we will see you next time at the David Letterman tribute podcast. Okay. Good enough. Ladies and gentlemen, wake the kids phone, the neighbors. RogueMediaNetwork.com. Rogue